Welcome to Healthy Habits, Happy Homes with the Guelph Family Health Study, where we share research and practical tips for applying it to your own family. Each week, we'll bring you evidence-based health information from experts. Our quick tips will help you create healthy habits for a happy home. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. I'm Angela. And I'm Lisa. And today on this episode, we are joined by Jess Vanderweer. She is a behavior therapist and clinical counselor based here in Guelph. She is the founder of the online community Our Mama Village, where she is breaking the stigma on maternal mental health through interviews with experts and stories from moms who have been there. So Jess is also a mother to a busy toddler, and we are happy to have her joining us in this episode to talk about parenting stress. So thank you, Jess, so much for joining us today. Thank you guys so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be here on the podcast today. Great. So let's start by maybe first talking about what motivated you to start Our Mama Village. Yeah, for sure. So just in case people don't know what Our Mama Village is, It's an online website, and then we also have a Facebook and Instagram page where we talk a lot about maternal mental health, um, and we also talk about parenting in those early years. My story of why I started Our Mama Village kind of begins before I became a parent. When I was 22 weeks pregnant, I went into preterm labor and um, ended up needing to be on bed rest for four months. So that was my first kind of glimpse into parenthood and some of the struggles that come along with it. Before this, I was working as a behavior consultant. I had been finishing up my master's degree in counseling psychology. And I had, even though I had eight years of educational experience in mental health, I was still so surprised by all the things I didn't know in terms of mental health and motherhood. And then I had my baby and I was very sleep deprived and had just a tough time transitioning into becoming a mom. And after I had gotten support and gotten help and started to feel better, I looked back on the whole experience and realized that there really wasn't a lot of good information out there for um, new moms on mental health and motherhood. Um, That was not a mommy blogger or um, someone just talking from their own anecdotal experience. So that's where the idea of having a blog with easily digestible information for new moms on mental health started. And over time, there was a lot of interest in it because a lot of moms were like, oh, I I never knew that I wasn't the only one to go through this. And then that's our mama village has kind of evolved from there. Thank you for sharing that story with us, Jess. I know there are a lot of other moms or parents who have a challenging transition period. I'm wondering what makes our mama village so different from the other blogs that you were looking at or researching when you were going through this challenging time. Yeah, that's a great question. So what my hope is for Our Mama Village that really sets it apart is that we share stories and experiences from other moms, similar to other blogs do, but we also look at the research and we look at evidence-based information. Um, and I know for me, someone who really enjoys reading journal articles, that's something that I always enjoy doing even as a new mom. But I know for most people, you're not going to be looking at the journal article talking about the impact of sleep deprivation on a new mom. But the information that comes out of the science and the research is so helpful to all moms. So what my hope is, is that I can take that evidence-based information and just make it easy to read and easy to understand so that moms can have the tools that they need 
um, to really thrive in motherhood. Right. That's really that's really interesting and really great information. I think that um, you know, as a mom myself, I, you know, as I was transitioning into motherhood, it's it's very difficult to sometimes go online and see a lot of curated information. Um, kind of leaning more towards um, the positive or or kind of uh, one way versus kind of just that evidence-based information like, yes, other moms may be feeling this way, as opposed to sometimes um, the kinds of things you see on Facebook, which is quite, which can be quite curated. Right. Yeah, I think that was one of the struggles for me is I felt like everywhere I was looking on Facebook or um, Instagram was pictures of babies sleeping and motherhood just looked like this really glamorous, amazing thing. And there I was with a baby who wouldn't sleep for more than 30 minutes at a time. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I must be the only one. And so I think that's really difficult for a lot of new moms, especially in the age of social media. It's something I can definitely relate to as a a challenge when, um, you know, you become a new mom. You're kind of looking for that balanced perspective when you're going online and, and feeling like you're not alone in some of the struggles with motherhood. Now, in, um, in your blog, do you give any, any tips or uh, life lessons or tools that maybe new mothers would want to use? Yeah, so that's what we try to do. So we try and show the research, and we talk a lot about the research on maternal mental health and signs and symptoms, but we also give some practical tips that moms can take away and use in their everyday life. So, yes, on our blog, we offer educational information on what mood and anxiety disorders look like in the postpartum period. But we also try and give moms some really practical tips that they can use in their everyday life to help make new motherhood a little bit easier and just to help them enjoy um, being a new mom. Could you maybe give us an idea of some of the tips that you have for new moms? Sure, yeah. So one thing that we talk a lot about is self-compassion. Uh, We see new moms so often are so hard on themselves. Um, If they're not able to breastfeed or if their baby doesn't sleep well, moms often are just taking it as a sign that somehow they're failing their baby. So we talk a lot about how can you give yourself compassion as a mom? Would you talk to your friend the same way you're talking to yourself and helping moms just be a little kinder and more compassionate to themselves? And another tip that we give to moms all the time is to help them remember that they need to take care of themselves too. The idea of self-care I know is really trendy and the word is kind of annoying at times, but it is true. We really do need to take care of our own physical needs as a mom. We're feeding our babies, we're helping our babies sleep, we're bathing them. But so often the moms that I see on our mama village or the moms that I counsel, they're not even taking care of their own physical needs. So we help to encourage moms to take care of themselves, too. Right. And self-care is so important, especially in, in that time. As children get older, do you have any any tips, maybe one or two top tips as the children age, maybe things that would be different that you would suggest on top of self-care? For sure. I think um, as children get older, remembering that you are a person outside of being a parent is something that a lot of parents kind of lose as time goes on. So we talk a lot about how when you become a parent, you do become a new person because your life is completely different, but you still have those same dreams and passions that you had before. And so I would really encourage parents to remember that they are still important and they are still a person outside of being a parent. And to be the best parent possible, they have to still be able to explore those other sides of themselves. So we talk a lot about that as well. How can you be both? Be a mom and be a professional or be a mom 
and be someone who likes to play volleyball. So um, that's just an example, but trying to navigate how you can be both. Yeah, I really like that just because I think that's often the case. Like you said, your whole world changes Mm -hmm. and it's easy to get lost in that a little bit of, you know, who you were pre-baby or pre-kids and what do you still consider important? Of course, things change, but I'm sure there are still things that you uh, value yourself as part of who you are. So there's lots of research that has evidence that suggests that, you know, parents are very stressed out. And there are, you know, a thousand reasons why someone might be stressed. But how do you encourage parents to take time for themselves to um, unwind, recharge? So you talked about that being important. But how do you actually help someone get to that point? And what are, you know, some things that they could potentially do? Yeah, I think that's a great question. That's something I see a lot of. Um, Even recently, I've seen a mom of an eight-year-old, and I had said, when's the last time you did something just for you? And she couldn't remember. It had been so long since she had did something just for herself. So in terms of helping parents recharge, there's a couple things I usually want to look at. One of the things is, what is their social support? So a lot of times, we really need that village. I mean, I called it our mama village for a reason, is we need a village as moms to help us take care of our kids and ourselves. So I'll help people be able to identify who's in their village. And then how can you use those people? Because oftentimes we feel like we need to be so independent and we forget to call on the people in our lives that can help us. Um, So that's one thing that I'll look at is how can you use your support system to get a break and get some time for yourself? Um, The other thing, I think I already talked about this, but really helping parents recognize that their physical needs are important too. So helping them remember that they need to be eating. Um, I'm sure you guys see this too, but so often I'll talk to a new mom and she'll have forgotten to eat breakfast and lunch or maybe just had a few unhealthy snacks just because she's so kind of caught up in helping her baby eat that she forgets about herself. So helping moms and dads remember to take care of their own physical needs, I think is something that's really important too when you're trying to recharge. Right. And and actually that kind of goes along with a post I wanted to mention. So one of your posts you shared on Facebook was um, definitely, well, particularly interesting, but definitely resonated with me. It was a drawing of a mom breastfeeding her baby in one arm. She had a bag of groceries in the other, and she was also trying to drink a coffee, which I try to do very often. And uh, (laughs) she has a, a fuel tank gauge on her chest showing that she's running on empty. So there was a lot of comments on this post that we're empathetic towards the struggles of balancing that self-care, like you were talking about earlier, as well as that, as well as the needs of your child. Um, there was one comment, though, that criticized mom for not giving her full attention to the baby, and and I think that there's there's always a, a there will always be a variety of of comments and and opinions based on a picture like that, of course. But what goes through your mind when you think about that particular post that you wrote, and and what was the idea behind that post? Yeah, I remember clearly the picture that you're talking about. My idea of that post is I just wanted to get a feel for what came to people's mind when they seen that post. And so when I seen that comment on um, that the mom wasn't taking enough care about the baby, that one really stood out to me as well. Um, But what I right away thought about was what's going on for this mom that that's what she's commenting. So I think about myself and those early months of being a parent and that's probably something that I would have commented to I had a hyper focus on my baby and I think 
a lot of the anxiety stemmed around that. Like everything in my life was about taking care of that baby. And I just kind of forgot completely about myself. Absolutely. And so I felt empathetic towards that mom who made that comment because I imagine that she probably was in the thick of it too. Right. And it is such a difficult time for parents, like during that transition and your, you know, your, your, your baby comes and your baby's your entire world and finding time to keep that balance is one of the things um, I think parents struggle with most, uh, you know, that, that struggle to redefine yourself as a mom, um, but then also trying to keep some sense of yourself uh, and, and taking care of yourself is always such a, um, a struggle and a balance that I, I mean, I'm still working on it, and <laughs> my kids yeah. are relatively young, but I think uh, as children age, there's always, there's new challenges, right? Mm -hmm. And it's trying to find a way to uh, work and redefine yourself as of a mom of a teenager or a mom of a young adult, and, and these things are always um, redefining themselves. And I want to also add to that, I think the struggle you know, relates to, to beyond moms, right? Like it could be right. dad feeling the same way mm -hmm. or any type of caretaker in the family who is also trying to balance themselves and in, in, in the, the role of being themselves and a parent. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think even for both me and my husband, we both had to figure that out, right? We we're still the same people that we were before, but we also were now parents. So how can you kind of redefine yourself or rediscover who you are? And I think it's like you were saying, Angela, it's it's a process. It's not your baby's a toddler, so now you've figured it out. Like I think we're always figuring it out in every new stage of parenthood, what that looks like. Absolutely. And and also trying to redefine your relationship with your partner too and, and what that looks like with, with a child or multiple children. Yeah, that's huge. That's a question I get asked all the time is how do I navigate life with my partner now that I'm a parent? Because um, so often the moms that I support feel like they have no time left for their partner or no emotional energy or physical energy left for their partner because now they're taking care of a baby all day and they might feel touched out and tired. So that's another huge transition is your relationship, trying to figure that out. And do you have any tips uh, around that? So if someone is feeling, you know, like you said, physically drained, emotionally drained in those early stages. Was there anything in particular that even worked for you or some of the women that you work with in terms of still keeping that connection with, with the, their partner? Yeah, so some of the things that I found helpful and I think the people that I support find helpful is just managing your expectations um, as well. So maybe you went out for date nights all the time before having a baby um, and now that's just not a possibility. So instead of feeling disappointed all of the time that you can't do those same things as before, it's, okay, so what's realistic? What can we do now? So maybe it's after the baby goes to bed, you guys share a bottle of wine and watch a movie and just have a date night in the house. So trying to figure out how you can still make that time for each other, but how it looks different now that you're a parent. And Another thing I think is just really important is just being able to communicate what you need to your partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know, maybe you just need to cry on their shoulder that night and that's what you need. Um, but being able to have uh, the words and just the safety in the relationship to be able to ask for that, I think is really huge in that time. Right. And, and, and just um, all, switching gears a little bit, but kind of keeping with the same um, 
uh, communication idea. So a large part of your work relates to being an advocate for postpartum depression awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, what challenges would you say are normal part of being a parent versus some warning signs that maybe parents want to reach out uh, and get some help from an, an expert? Yeah, I think this is a really important question um, because it's not really talked about what's the difference between normal and postpartum depression or anxiety. So what I would say is it's normal to be tired um, because your baby's not sleeping. It's normal to miss your old life and to kind of grieve your old life and, and miss what you had maybe with your partner or working. Um, it's normal to have times where you feel touched out and you need a break. But overall, it's normal to feel well. It's not a normal part of postpartum to have anxious thoughts that keep you up all night to have insomnia, so to not be able to sleep even when your baby's sleeping, uh, to feel depressed, uh, to feel suicidal, to have intrusive thoughts that scare you, that come into your mind. Those are not normal parts of the postpartum experience. And if you're experiencing those things, let someone know, let a professional know so that you can get the support because it is treatable and you can feel better. Yeah, and I think that's a, a very good message, and thanks for sharing, just because I know it's not so commonly talked about, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of women who go through it. Mm -hmm. So how do you think parents can ask for help? So from their partner, their family members, that social support system that you talked about, or even potentially a professional, you know, how do you encourage someone to go about asking for help? So... There's a couple different ways, but I think if you have that trusted relationship with a partner, with a friend, or with a doctor, just saying, even I'll say to people, like, tell your husband, oh, I read this blog post, and it talked about postpartum depression, and it sounded really familiar to me. Maybe you should read it, but I think I have these symptoms. So that can be kind of a casual way to bring it up. Um, it's knowing who the people are in your life that you can talk to about it. Mm -hmm. um, and just being really open with them and how you're feeling and saying that, that you don't think that you're, what you're feeling is normal and advocating for yourself that you need to get help and not allowing what you're feeling to just be dismissed. Mm -hmm. I, d I have one more question. Yeah. Yeah. So if, um, if you had like two messages that you want uh, our audience to, to hear, if they, you know, we're only listening to the last minute of this podcast, what, what would you want them to hear? I would want them to know that they are important as a parent. And as a parent, we are so focused on our kids that often we forget about ourselves. But I would want them to know that their mental health matters and that a mentally healthy parent is really what's most important in parenting. So that they, I want to give them permission to take care of their mental health and to take care of themselves. So that's really great information, and thank you for sharing that. So uh, where can people find more information about you or um, Our Mama Village? So people can find Our Mama Village. We are OurMamaVillage.com. On Facebook, we are Our Mama Village. And on Instagram, we're Our Mama Village. So same everywhere you look. And uh, we're on all those platforms pretty frequently. So you can definitely find us there. Perfect. I like the consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it very easy. Our mama yeah, village. we like to keep it easy. <laughs> That's great. Well, Jess, I think you gave us some really great information and, and some really great food for thought. So thank you so much for joining us.
So Jess from Our Mama Village had a lot of really great information to share, but I think one of the take-home messages that I definitely take from it is to, um, of course, take time uh, for your children and your family, but also um, have that time for self-care for yourself as a person. And uh, I thought that was um, a really great reminder. So thank you, Jess, for coming on. Uh, we look forward to having everybody join us for our next podcast with Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. We can't wait to have you tuning with us next week. But in the meantime, if you'd like to connect, you can visit our website, www.guelphfamilyhealthstudy.com or visit us on Facebook at Guelph Family Health Study. Thanks and have a great week.